Hello, adventurers. You have found Homebrew Heels, a Nat One Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, hostesses, Amanda. <laughs> My sister Sarah and I will be talking you through some of the Nat Ones we've rolled in the medical health areas of our life. We are not medical professionals by any means, although I personally have watched quite a bit of Grey's Anatomy. We will be sharing our experiences, how we're advocating for our health, what the experience is like in all its details, good and the gross, the cost of the adventure, and most importantly, how we are working to stay happy and motivated through it all. I found a quote. Ooh, quote me. I thought it'd be good for her discussion. Touch me not with bare hands, but with your bare soul. Hmm. That is, I am so sorry if I butcher the name, Anur Taskirin. I feel like you said that beautifully. That's exactly how I would have said it. Thank you. Yes. Um, I like that. And it's funny because I'm not a person that identifies as somebody that needs a lot of touch mm-hmm. in their life. But after my research, I think I might be trying to increase <laughs> the amount of touch I have in my life. Because maybe, just maybe, it's making me depressed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know, I am like, I don't necessarily mind touch with other people if I know who they are and like and I have some form of like good relationship with them however when it comes to either people I have a bad relationship with or that I just outright don't know Mm -hmm. I try with all my might to put up my bubble space and not be touched (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) and some people don't see those boundaries Exactly. And, um. Yeah. So when I started researching, like the f- connection of physical touch with mental health, mm-hmm. in terms of you know trying to pursue that Patronus, that happiest moment in life, um, I knew in my mind I thought, okay, some people need physical touch. Um, we've talked about I think on here the love languages and you know Mm -hmm. what is your love language and some people's love language is physical touch so obviously Mm -hmm. if people aren't receiving love in the way that they need to or the way that they want to then they're going to be depressed you know etc etc makes total sense well then I don't know about you but my research starts showing me no (laughs) we have special nerve endings that like that, that that's what they're there for and they activate and trigger certain parts of our bodies or certain hormonal responses even that help to regulate and change our um, physiology physiology yeah physiology what's going on in our body it, which I thought people, was weird oh my gosh dude some of this research research seriously blew my mind so right? I coming into this I was like okay I I like to, you know, have quick touching contact with people that I care about. Mm-hmm. And we were cracking up about this last night. But I, when I got home, I was like more deeply thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, so my husband and I, like, we are not like, PDA 
public display of affection type of people. Mm -hmm. We are very comfortable (laughs) with we want to be in the same like area or space as one another, but we don't necessarily have to be touching. Right. Yeah. Paul and I call that our separate togetherness time. Exactly. We Mm -hmm. love that. Those moments that that is us and perfectly happy. My son, I find that I and sorry, going back to my husband, what that means is that we do like we obviously have intimate moments, um, but very rarely do we like hug or have any sort of like physical interaction, really. Sounds weird, but if you actually look at couples and whatnot that are not into PDA, you can understand how normal it is. Like they are just, they, we enjoy each other's presence. We have good conversation, what have you. So when it comes to my son though, I have a strong motherly trait in me, I guess, but I, I love to hug my son Mm -hmm. and like, Mm -hmm. I will constantly hug my son but it only lasts for so long (laughs) like the the interaction the touch itself yeah and we were talking last night and you were saying like your your husband paul he could hug his kids and people for like seven minutes like oh my god yeah just (laughs) i i can't do that like i love my son and i will hug him for like a minute but then I'm like, all right, <laughs> peel yourself off me. We're good. Like, yeah. we've made that connection. We've like, made that transaction. <laughs> right. I'll see you later. Like, <laughs> but no, yeah, this research, holy crap. I, I do believe it. I need to increase. Yes. Now, I want to define touch because mm-hmm. I feel like that's very important. Um. Because Sarah and I are talking, like, from our experience, we were both married, we both have children, you know, so there are people in our lives that are constantly around us Mm -hmm. for physical touch. Um, But physical touch does not mean sexual touch. It um, can be, like Sarah was saying, mother and child, father and child, whatever, you know, two Mm -hmm. children. Um, And so it's... (laughs) I don't know. It's really interesting, but it doesn't have to be physical touch. And basically, um, in my research with the Healthline article that I wrote about, um, this is actually about touch starvation um, or skin hunger and touch deprivation. But yeah, um, the article that I was reading talked about it has to be from another living thing. So I thought this was a very interesting clarification because there's I've done a lot of research as well um, on this topic for today about plants yeah. as living things and they count. So and if you have a, a pet um, that you can physically touch, so obviously not like a fish or something like that, but a pet mm-hmm. that you can physically touch, um, a plant that you can care for, both of those um, are options to get some kind of physical touch. My research indicates that human contact is obviously the best, um, will give you the most 
sat, like increase in the certain hormones and different like trigger certain responses from mm-hmm. human to human contact. But sometimes that's not an option. And so there are other options out there if you don't have a partner or if you don't have somebody in your life that's easily accessible to you. And so going into this, I knew from prior uh schooling and prior research when I was younger, the importance of like when babies are first born and having that skin to skin contact. Mm -hmm. And I knew that was extremely important and that they've done studies on it. There's a really famous study about where they actually did it with a monkey Mm -hmm. and they compared uh, two monkeys where one was born and stayed with its mother and the other one was born, but it was taken away from its mother and it was given something that was like a kind of like a machine. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't mechanical necessarily, like kind of, but it was very, very basic and skeletal. Um, and it, But they put it, you know, stuff on there to act as if a mother and it treated it like a mother. As in it attempted to get as much touch and like feeling in as possible, it didn't survive. Yeah. The monkey unfortunately passed away. Mm -hmm. And so going into this, I was like, okay, yeah, babies need it. Like it's important for when we're first coming into the world and what have you. Right. But after that, I figured, you know, I understand the importance of needing like interaction with other people but the actual like touching mm-hmm. it, I found that in all stages of life the studies I found were mainly about babies and elderly but it, they say like yeah the study is about this age range however no matter what age or which stage of life you're in you having human touch or um, like you were saying, it does work with like animals, pets, something or, living. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that human touch is so like beneficial to your mental health that they really push you to, to do it throughout life. Mm-hmm. Um, our skin is developed within the womb. It's the very first thing that is like developed. It comes from the, the egg itself and you like the babies start to feel things within like months, like two months, I think is what it said. The baby will start to feel things and those receptors on their skin are starting to like develop and enhance. And so touch is our main sense as a human being, everything, even like sight and taste, it's all Mm -hmm. touch. It's literally, it is just touch. It's crazy. And so on that note, like everything, it's just all touch all the time. Um, So it's super obviously very, very important. And the reason, so Sarah, you talked about like the the monkey situation. Mm -hmm. And so our bodies actually release a hormone called oxytocin Mm -hmm. when we are physically touching another living creature or whatever another living thing and that's known as the love hormone or the bonding hormone and that's the Mm -hmm. same hormone that's produced like when you give birth and you're breastfeeding or you put the baby right on your chest it's a bonding hormone and so it's like create literally creating a bond between 
you and this other living thing. Yeah. And so um, that hormone is very important in <laughs> reducing stress. So oxytocin is a natural hormone combatant of cortisol, which is a hormone that we produce when we get stressed out, when we have mm -hmm. any type of stressor. And so physical touch can actually calm your heart rate, your blood pressure. Um, and I knew this like at in an intellectual level because this is really gruesome, so warning, but they use squeeze machines before they slaughter cows. Oh, yes. And, and that's how you can calm down your animals too. You get like, like special. Hug. Yeah. Yeah. They, they mm -hmm. even have um, hug machines for um, people that have uh, like oppositional defiance disorders or certain mm. types of autism um, because it will calm your sympathetic nervous system down. Mm -hmm. You start to release oxytocin and everything kind of calms down. And so building healthy relationships with certain people over time can help you to increase these natural occurring um, hormones. And that helps you to tackle other things that are going on in your life, like increased levels of cortisol from stress. Um, and yeah, so I just, I found that really interesting, the impact that it can have on every single aspect of certain hormones and how those hormones ultimately are responsible for your body processes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, and the way like, it was so interesting because essentially from an article that I was reading, it, it's all having to do like with our skin. And yeah. so you have like obviously different types of like messaging that's going to the brain from your skin like you have uh, it's not all good right we have the pain as well um and whatnot but just from like the sense of touch and like hugging and whatnot like our skin is what's releasing certain like messages that are then transported to our brain to release the oxytocin so it, it's just i'm gonna read this about skin real fast because mm -hmm. It's just crazy to think, like, we have this exposed, like, organism that's doing so much for our body and our mental health. So, yeah, it's skin's um, pretty amazing. It really is. So, um, skin <clears throat> comprises about 18% of your body, weighs approximately nine pounds for the average person, and is about 18 square feet in area. And so a section of skin the size of a quarter, so you put a quarter on your arm, you are now viewing a, a few million cells, a few mm -hmm. hundred sweat glands, 50 nerve endings, and three foot of blood vessels. Like, it, all of that in a quarter size. So three you can... feet of blood vessels? Yes. That is insane. So you think of, like, a hug... Think about how much of your body mm -hmm. is, like, impacted by that hug and how much, like, area surface is being exposed to this contact, to this touch. And so all of that is getting messaged to your brain. Yes. And I've done research and I found out that according to a 2017 study, the ideal touching speed is about three centimeters per second. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Three centimeters per second. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. So 
Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Skin is crazy. And it's the largest organ in our body. It is. Well, right? Um, gosh, that's insane. I had no idea. I did not research that. I'm a little blown away right now. I'm like, right? See, and that's what I was like. I was getting into these this topic, and I agree. Like you said at the beginning, like if we if all we have to do is have like not even hugging. If you're, I have a friend who absolutely just does not like hugging other people. That mm-hmm. does not like that physical kind of connection with other people, and to each their own. However, there are other things that you can do like just the simple of like shaking a hand or Mm -hmm. placing an a hand on the top of their arm or elbow like that can set off the same effect like your brain is still going to release oxytocin yes and I actually have a list of a couple things that you may not think would be touch related um and uh, I will get to those in just one second, but I wanted to mention uh, one other thing that you had just talked about, which was some people to each their own, you know, some people may not like it. Yes. I, I agree to a certain extent. I do think as this is a mental health podcast, there's a lot of trauma response that, mm-hmm. and if you have trust issues, if you've been through any type of trauma in your life, your resistance to touch Maybe as a result of that. I know mine is. That's Mm -hmm. a a very big part. Like, I don't like to be touched because I was touched for a long time without my permission. So Mm -hmm. just don't touch me. (laughs) I will come to you if I want to be touched. But there's a lot of um, trauma. So unpacking that trauma with a counselor, I think, would be, it it may change your opinion on physical touch. You may discover some things about yourself that you're like, oh, it's not that I don't like touch. It's that I'm scared every time this is going to happen or whatever. You know, it's it's inciting a response back to a time where you didn't feel safe. And so, mm-hmm. um, so something to consider there. Um, so if you don't like, tr- like, touch or you don't have a person that in your life, um, like I was saying, I have some <laughs> interesting things. So this Healthline article that I was reading talked about different ways to get some touch. Massage. Mm, Go get a massage. So if you don't have somebody in your life or you, I don't know, are an avid person that works out or runs and Mm -hmm. go get a massage, you would still get that same physical touch as well as relief for your muscles, et cetera. Spending quality time with animals. We kind of talked about that already, but if you don't have an animal, go to a shelter. There's a lot yeah. of places you that you can them. go. Yeah, you can play with them. They have puppy rooms or kitty rooms. You can volunteer. So you're getting consistent touch. And then you're also helping out um, a local charity mm-hmm. or local um, facility. Go get your nails done or your toes done. Ooh, they That's do a little bit of massaging with that, too. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're getting a little bit of physical touch, but you're really cont- you're really controlling the boundary mm-hmm. that you have. Um, go to the hair salon. So again, even if it's just for like a wash and a blowout, you don't even the get a cut or a color. Best touch right there. Yeah, Freaking scalp massage. Love getting my hair done. Right. <laughs> um, learn to dance. Going to a dance class, there's usually some kind of skin on skin contact and or partnering, sure, or stretching 
things like that. So that's a great idea. Yeah. You get some exercise, you're learning a new skill, you're getting some endorphins going, and then you're also potentially getting your physical touch need met. Uh, The last one I think is hilarious, but I did research them and they are out there. Go to a cuddle party. If you were vaccinated and um, like most states now, like Washington, you're fully opened back up. And if you're vaccinated, find yourself a cuddle party. If you're just lonely, you don't want commitment. You don't want to go use a dating app to potentially have to say no to sex, but you're just looking for some freaking cuddles and you're that person that would love it. They have them. That is crazy. Are you serious? I am serious. You will never find me at one. But I, I don't think I could do it either them. if it's with strangers. strangers. Yeah. yeah. But like, what, do you know what, what happens? Like what they do? Um. So they have like uh, areas set up for sitting. They have like um, like couches and big open, almost like a bed, but not a bed. Like you're not sure. there to like sleep right. um and you just like they they have music playing and it's just like a quiet and you just chill you just chill wow um some of them there's no talking like your intention is not to get to know these people right essentially you're literally going there just for touch which cut that would freak me the fuck out. But, you know, like I already said, I got some issues around that that I need to unpack. Yeah, um, <laughs> I couldn't do it with strangers. I would be more than happy to go there with somebody that I was close with. By all means, I'll do that. But I don't know. I'll just no, go to my bed. Strangers. Yeah, party. exactly. I'm just being close <laughs> I don't even have a couple parties after I have sex. <laughs> it's like, no, you just got an inside cuddle party. OK, now it's time for alone cuddles. We're good now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're having trouble uh, encouraging yourself to touch during your day, um, there's a couple of things that you can do um, just by changing your behavior a little bit. So sitting closer to somebody maybe than you normally would just a little greeting people with a hug when they come into your home um, or handshaking. Mm-hmm. Any of those are just ways that you can increase just a little bit. Um, and then if you're a parent, you know, trying to offer physical touch to your children, um, one of the things that I think is amazing is, you know, checking for that consent. It's a great yes. way of modeling consent um, in parenting by asking, you know, can I give, may I have a hug as mm-hmm. opposed to I'm giving you a hug. Forcing it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then try not to do anything that encourages um negative associations with touch so this one's hard this was interesting when i was reading it because paul or i see a lot of dads i was actually thinking about punch or Uh you know like they're joking around they're quote wrestling there's actually a lot of negative impact that that can have especially on children because then they associate touch with negative feelings yeah yeah so no, I was thinking about that because when we were talking before about um different like age groups and we mentioned like kids, like holding hands is what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, to younger kids always holding hands because they like to be follow me. Look what I found kind of situations. Or even and, a young kid and its parent holding hands. It's yeah. The road. Let's, yeah. Anyway. Well, but I was thinking about two kids specifically because there are times where parents 
tend to like there's a type of parent out there that tend to get a little freaked out I guess is a term to use when they see like a boy and girl touching hands they're like oh no 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 not yet or two even more so two boys holding hands or two girls holding hands they're like no 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 can't and they I think feel, it's sexual in nature. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like my biggest thing about this is please do not make it sexual. Like it is okay for two kids to hold hands and you know what? They're making a really strong connection right yeah. now. Like yeah. on a good level. Right. You could do a lot of damage psychologically if you turn that into something sexual and shame them. For right. holding their friend's hand. Or if um, they don't even understand that it's sexual because they're so young. But now they just think that holding hands is bad. But it's funny because it's not sexual. It's not. No, We're the, not at all. Adults are the ones that are making it. Right, because the kids way. are the ones that were bias. like, give me your hand so I can lead you somewhere. Like, right, like, come look at this. Look what yeah. I found. Da, da, da. Why didn't you just grab his dick? God. Right. <laughs> okay. I just can't stand it. But yeah, yeah, so that's my two cents on that. Yeah. Um. Awesome. So I am going to try to get more touch in. Um. Yeah. And I'm going to try to be more affectionate with my children because I definitely was that per that mother of like when they're younger, they need it. Mm-hmm. And yep. so I'll do that. But then as they get older. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel like I filled your cup. Right. No, I'm the same. A way. decade like, ago, it's full. Like I said, I came into this thinking, well, babies need it. So I made sure my son had plenty of it. Like, <laughs> Well, there's a lot of natural now. things happening at that point, too. Like, you have to physically feed them. Yeah. So you're yeah, holding yeah, yeah. them. You know, you have to, like, even if you're not breastfeeding, you're still holding them while you're feeding them. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah. So let us know how you guys integrate touch into your day. Um, or if you don't, how you may change that yeah what are your plans when i think about you i touch myself self-touch doesn't work by the way i we looked that up i looked into it (laughs) apparently you can't create your own oxytocin stimulation by that you can this is going to be a really weird way to end this but if you play with your nipples enough you can because that's uh simulates like the breastfeeding Oh, yeah. It's Um, simulating something else. Okay, but is that only in women or is that included? I don't don't know, actually. But I just wouldn't, you know, play with your nipples for 40 minutes a day. Like, (laughs) I feel like there's easier ways. (laughs) To each their own. Do what you will. To each their own. Uh, And we'll end it on that one. Yeah, that was good. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Pursuing Your Patronus and that it made you think a little bit about mental health and pursuing your own happiness and finding your ultimate Patronus. Make sure to stick with us here and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those social media sites. And if you're enjoying your Pursuing Your Patronus podcast with us, you may also want to think about checking out our Loot the Booty series and also where we nerd out on YouTube. Expecto Patronum! Nice.
You work all day, it made no pain. Debt is mounting every day. And that one line, and that 